Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about something that we all are trying to do with our kids, and that is build up their coping skills. How many times do we talk about how are you supposed to cope with this? How should you handle this? And it's so hard to get our kids to build their coping skills. So I am bringing the queen of coping skills onto the podcast. Many of you already know her. Janine Halloran is the creator of copingskillsforkids.com. She's also the author of the best-selling book, Coping Skills for Kids Workbook, amazing workbook. And she's the creator of Coping Cue Cards, which are incredibly cute and a wonderful resource to help get your kids to use some coping skills. And we're going to get all into it in a second. Janine is a therapist just like myself, and she's in private practice, but she has a great wealth of resources online. So I pick her brain about how to get our kids to use coping skills. How do we get them to own it? And what are her, her favorite tips and tricks in that area? So without further ado, here is my conversation with Janine. Well, I want to welcome Janine to the show. It's so good to have you here. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't had you on before. <laughs> it's so hard. I even thought about it. I was like, we haven't, I had her on a podcast. And then I look back and I'm like, no, I haven't. I feel like I have because I've talked to you a few times and I'm like, why would I have had her on the podcast? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Cause I was like, I, have I been on her podcast? Maybe I have. And then I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so weird, but I'm glad you're on now because to me, you're like the queen of coping skills. Whenever I think of coping skills, I think of Janine or like I go to your website and I like try to get ideas because like that is your forte. You're like, you're so good at coming up with how kids can cope. And people are going to love this episode because I think as parents, we struggle so badly with how do we give our kids the tools to cope with anxiety or OCD? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's just start with um, maybe if you can tell everyone a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your backstory. Sure. So I'm Janine Halloran. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, and I have been working with children and teens and their families for, I think, about 18 years now. And I worked in a lot of different places. I have worked in a lot of different places. I worked in schools. I worked in social group settings. And right now, I'm still actually seeing kids individually. And one of the things that I noticed right from the beginning, when I first started counseling, when I first came out of grad school and was working when I, even when I was in grad school, is that coping skills seem to come up a lot. Um, no matter who, what age you're working with, people struggle with figuring out what their coping skills are. A lot of times people will come to you in therapy with unhealthy coping skills, and that's part of why they're there. And so it's trying to help people figure out what strategies they can use to replace that behavior. But here's the thing. It can start when kids are young. You don't have to wait until you're a teenager or an adult to figure out your coping skills. I think that you should start when kids are young so they can learn how to manage those things when, when issues tend to be a little bit smaller when they're littler. And then as they get bigger, then they can deal in a more healthy way with bigger issues as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's funny because most of the kids that, and I didn't even know you were seeing kids still, most of the kids I see 
will, will tell me when I say, what do you do when you're anxious or what do you do when you're overwhelmed? And the number one quasi coping skill is avoid, you know, it's like, I just try to distract myself. (laughs) And I think even adults have like no coping skills. You know, I think it's, it's across the board issue. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's so interesting, like distraction can be helpful, but then you still eventually have to get to those feelings and work through them. So I have a whole section of processing coping skills where you're actually, what am I feeling? What am I thinking about? What is making me feel this way? And what can I do to feel better about it? Yeah. And I love that because I always tell kids, if you put a bandaid on your issue and try to cover it up, it's it's just going to seep through. So that is very true. So let's jump into it really quick. What, what would you say are some good general coping skills for kids that are anxious? So I know it sounds hokey, but I always start with deep breathing. But it comes back down to fight, flight, or freeze. So when you're in fight, flight, or freeze, your breathing automatically gets shallow. So it's almost a little bit like a body hack when you can try and take a deep breath to help yourself get back out of fight, flight, or freeze back down to rest and digest. And you don't have to do, um, doesn't ha- you know, a lot of kids will say, well, I try to take a deep breath and then they start hyperventilating. They don't know how to take a deep breath. And there's lots of cool ways that you can introduce deep breathing to kids. You could even teach them using shapes. So you can breathe in one side of a square, hold for one side of the square, breathe out for one side of the square, and hold for one side of the square. So it gives kids a strategy, some structure to teach to deep breathing, even telling them um, little prompts to say for deep breathing, like uh, take a breath in and like you're smelling the soup and then take a breath out like you're cooling the soup or smelling the hot cocoa and cooling the hot cocoa. (laughs) I love those. Yeah, those are so good. And I agree. Like when I was a kid and I had anxiety and then in college I had panic attacks and deep breathing would completely make me hyperventilate, but no one taught me how to breathe in a in a good way, you know, in a way that, so I would hyper-focus on my breathing and then I would (laughs) hyperventilate. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It happens so often that kids, you know, you think that they understand what taking a deep breath means, but unless somebody actually sits down and talks you through, like, what does a deep breath feel like? It shouldn't feel like you can't actually catch your breath. You know what I mean? Like you should be moving your belly and like all these different things that and strategies you can use to help kids. So I absolutely always, always, always start with deep breathing and everybody always rolls their eyes and I make them do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really a horrible therapist because I'm like, oh yeah, deep breathing doesn't work for me either. <laughs> it's the one skill that I like, you know, I put down, which I shouldn't. And the funny thing is, my youngest daughter, um, you know, I sent her to a therapist, so she's not having a mom, you know, as her therapist. Yeah. And she was anxious. And I don't teach my kids breathing because I've had bad experiences yeah. with it. And we were in the car driving to school and she's having panic, which is kind of her main trigger. And she was like, um, she was like, breathe in. The, oh, no, she was like, breathe in the cookies, cool off the cookies, breathe oh. in the cookies. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm deep breathing, mom. <laughs> and the visualization of like cookies, um, actually was a really, it was like a bonus. It was like she was breathing, but also it was a good distraction. She was enjoying right. like the idea of thinking of cookies. And then we did all sorts of renditions of it. Like, you know, breathe in the pizza, blow out the birthday candles. Yeah. And, you know, and then my son got into it. And then like, whenever he, she's nervous, he'd be like, remember, you know, breathe in the pizza. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I should be teaching people this more often because it was working for them. 
Well, and it's interesting because, you know, I always say not every coping skill works for every person. So clearly deep breathing is not your favorite. And that's cool because and it doesn't necessarily have to be the thing that works for you. But I like being able to give people different options of different ways that they can breathe. So breathing in cookies and breathing, cooling off the cookies, that's perfect. And it, yeah. it's a visualization that works for you and works for your child so that it makes a difference when you can think about it's not just deep breathing like there's a one size fits all. There's so many ways to take a deep breath that you can figure out what's going to work best for you. And if it really doesn't, like for instance, I have, I've worked with kids before where they've had asthma, so they really can't take a deep breath. Like it triggers an asthma attack. I don't want that. So <laughs> you have to be really careful about those sorts of things, you know? Yeah. And this is why I like you is that you have like a crazy library of coping mechanisms. So it is just a buffet of what will work for you. And it is different for each kid. But yes. I think when I went through your book and I was like, oh my gosh, like th there's like all these different coping mechanisms that I had never even heard of. And so I think sometimes it just takes some creativity to find something that is going to connect with your child or with you even, and that will resonate, but you, you have to try them on and see what works in the moment. Yep, absolutely. So I want to move into a couple of like, um, struggles with coping mechanisms, and then we'll go into your resources because you are a plethora of resources and that's, that's a good place for people to start because we all think, okay, deep breathing. And then I'm trying to think what other people normally think. When I think of coping mechanisms, journaling, like there's a couple yeah. of really just like generic common ones. Um, but you go into like, you have hundreds and hundreds of coping mechanisms for different things. And I like the way you categorize them too, you know, physical ones and mental ones. And, but I can hear a lot of parents saying, my kid's not going to do that. Or I've tried coping mechanisms. Those aren't going to work. And I get it because yeah. I work with those kids. Yep. So how do we help kids try these things? So I actually like to use, like I have a, a checklist that I actually, it's a free resource that I have on my website. So I like to start with um, figuring out what already works for kids. And whenever I start talking about coping skills with kids, I start in a place where they're calm. Not when they're in a meltdown, not when they're feeling anxious, not when they're, when it's like after a really hard, stressful moment. I start when they're calm because I think that they're more able to hear what you have to say when they're calm. When they're in crisis, that is not the time to try and do anything because it's not, so they true. can't hear you, they can't understand, they can't try anything. They look at you like you're, like you have three heads if you say try, <laughs> you know, try five, four, three, two, one grounding. They're going to be like, what, what on earth do you mean right now? And it's just going to make things escalate. So I always try and start with like more fun ones. Um, especially I actually start a lot with distraction for a lot of kids. That seems to be a fun one where I can say, let's play a board game. Did you know that this is actually a coping skill? This is a way that you can relax. Play is naturally a stress reliever. This is something that you can do when you're feeling worried or upset and when you just need a way to calm yourself down. I also like to start with calming as well because a lot of times, you know, you have these kids that are escalated. How do you get them out of that, you know? Um, so helping them identify the things that already work for them because chances are I've worked with a lot of kids. I've done the coping skills checklist with a lot of kids. They have at least one or two things on there that they do already at least. So yeah. being able to identify, Oh, I didn't realize that drawing is actually a coping skill. Drawing can be something that I can do when I'm feeling upset. It's actually my, my daughter's favorite coping skill. 
when she gets off the bus and it's then a cruddy day in fifth grade, she says, oh, and she talks to me for a few minutes and then she goes upstairs to her room and she colors and she draws and it really relaxes her and helps her calm down. Yeah, that's such a good point because I feel like kids have coping mechanisms. They just don't, they're not labeling them that way. And if they don't label them that way and kind of put them in their like quote unquote toolbox, they don't use them. They don't think about using them in the moments that they need to. And coloring is a great one. I know my daughter is the same way. She loves to color. And in when we're like really having struggles with her anxiety, I would see her coloring in the morning and then we'd go off and she'd be breathing cookies. And then I came home one day and I looked at her pictures and she drew a picture of a big heart like an anatomic, and she's only, she was only six at the time, like anatomically correct heart. And she would, she wrote in big letters, boom, boom, boom. This is how I feel. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I felt so bad because in the moment she didn't act like she was anxious. And I, so I'm sitting there getting breakfast ready or whatever. And I just looked at it after I dropped her off and I was like, oh gosh, she was really struggling, but she was coping with it. She was, right. was drawing. So yeah. I love, I love your two points. One, tap into what they already have going on, but highlight it so that they know to use it next time. And two, stop trying to throw coping mechanisms in the moment because kids will say, I'm not going to breathe or you just don't get it. You know, it it will, it will not work out because they're already in that panicky mode. Right. And the other thing I love is actually using visuals with kids because a lot of times they can't hear your words, but if you can point to something, it makes it a little bit easier for kids to maybe try something when they are starting to get to that point. And so it it takes the um, sort of parental, like you're telling them what to do versus why don't we check in, check in this card and, or check out this visual or check out this thing that we made that says what you could do. So you can have a visual to make it a little bit easier and take the onus off of you to be like, please use your coping skills right now. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that. So let's talk about these cards because you have created these decks, which I think is so great because when we put ourselves in the line of fire, and we tell our kids what to do when they are feeling overwhelmed, then we become often the target of their, their rage. You know, the anxiety turns into rage really quick, and then it is fully on us. So if we can teach them ways to cope where we're not really having to orchestrate it, that would be really helpful. And your cards are really cute. So I know people on the podcast can't see them, but YouTube can. So I have these two decks. (laughs) I love them. They're really bright and the illustrations are really cute. Maybe I can show one of them if that's okay. Oh yeah, that's fine with me. Okay, let me see if I can, not good for radio, but let me see. This is actually a perfect one. I love this one because this, so it says, for those of you listening on the podcast, it says make a paper airplane. And this is what my son does, my Mr. Nine. Like he loves making paper airplanes and that would be a great coping mechanism for him. So can you explain what your cards are and what they do and how to use them? Absolutely. So actually each, so I have a couple of decks available right now. So there's the discovery deck and the relaxation deck, like you just saw. And so um, on each individual card, just like the make a paper airplane, there is a different coping skill for a kid to try. So each individual card 
equals one coping strategy. In the discovery deck, there's actually, you know, how um, we were talking earlier about how I've divided coping skills up into different categories. So I have five categories. I have relaxation, um, I have processing, I have distraction, I have sensory, and I'm missing one, and I always miss one. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, physical? Uh, movement, yes, movement. thank you. Um, and so the, all those different styles of coping skills are in the discovery deck. So each um, style has eight different cards in it. And what my plan is, is to make a different deck for each of the individual coping skills. So the relaxation deck is 44 strategies kids can use when they need to relax and calm down. And the way I always show parents how to use it is actually to just go when the kids are calm. It's sort of the same way that you would use the coping skills checklist. When kids are calm, you go through and you have them put in one pile the things that already work for them. So those are the visuals that you can use. You can put them in a calm down space. You can put them in an and a, a physical toolbox that kids can use, a coping skills kit. And then they can use that when they're feeling upset, when they're starting to have big feelings. They can go to that, that box or go to those cards and be able to pick out, well, which one am I going to do? Am I going to use a paper airplane, make paper airplanes? Am I going to play with Legos? Am I going to do some journaling? What are those different things that I could do when I'm feeling that way? And then for the other cards, so I had somebody recently ask me, what do I do with the rest of them? I said, that's what you use to expand their ways of coping. So looking at those other cards, are there things that they want to try? Give those things a shot. Try a new coping skill every week and see if it actually is something that feels good in their body. It helps them relax. It's something that they like, the way it physically feels. Um, and see if that works to then expand their coping strategies because that's the whole goal. You want kids to have a lot of different strategies they can call on because they're going to – different strategies work in different places for different feelings for lot in lots of different areas. So you want to have a variety so you can deal with all the different feelings that might come up. Yeah. And I think these would be really good to prompt them independently. And even if you have kids that do these things, like we said before, they don't know that that's something when I'm feeling this way, I should do this. Right. And so parentally, like if we can connect the dots, that will really be amazing because, you know, they just don't know to do stuff. Even adults right. don't know. Like when I'm feeling really upset, maybe I should go, you know, and move away from everybody. Right. <laughs> maybe I should like True. not talk to her, you know, whatever it is. So I think, and I think it takes time. And so planting those seeds and even if your child is a yeah, butter, you know, and is like, yeah, but that's not going to work. And I don't want to do that. I think just keep continually prompting them, you know, go to your cards or go, you know, can you pick something from your card or even, you know, Velcro them up in their room or something right. so they can pick one or even if they just visually see it and maybe they still put it down and they're like, I'm not doing any of that. That's fine. You don't have to. Right. right. I think the more we yes. become accepting of their own um, ability to control themselves, you don't have to do that. It just might help or even modeling it. Right. And, you know, I picked one of the cards out and that's something I do and something I enjoy but whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? I think modeling is perfect, especially for those kids that are really resistant. Cause you, we all know those kids who are like, I'm not doing that. And I've like, and people will say it to like, kids will say it in the office, my own kids. And it's just, it's a, it's a matter of modeling and being a good role model. So 
I'll, when I get frustrated, I might say out loud, I'm really getting a little irritated. So I'm going to take a few minutes and I'm going to sit and I'm going to do my quilting. And so that's, I'm showing them you, when you feel a certain way, you can do something about it. And it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be where you're punching somebody or you're doing like, it, it can be a healthy strategy that you use to deal yeah. with your feelings. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like crazy and creative. It could be something really basic. Like my son and talk about Mr. Nine again, you know, it took a long time to get him to use some coping mechanisms. And I mean, we are just getting traction in the last, I would say four or five months, maybe even less, honestly. And his coping mechanism, his number one coping mechanism, coping mechanism is to go away, like to yep. go somewhere quiet and um, that took a long time to build. And, yeah. you know, he was finally tested Thanksgiving where like, I knew he's going to be around a bunch of kids and they were going to upset him because he's just super sensitive and emotional. And I, we, I trained him beforehand. I was like, when you get upset, cause I'm like, we're going to be in front of a lot of new people. You know, so <laughs> this is what's going to happen. You're going to get upset. Cause that's, I know that's a guarantee and someone's going to upset you and just come and you can tell me and just go find a quiet place, you know, go outside or go whatever. Cause that's his coping mechanism. And he did, he like came running down the stairs as fast as he could in front of like 50 people. And he looked at me with like a deer cotton headlights and he said, I'm going outside mom. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's go ahead. huge. That's huge. And it that's was. the thing. It, it takes so long. And I think people think if you just tell them the strategy or you go through the strategy a couple times, they're going to use it. Absolutely not. They're not going to use it every time. It is not perfect. They, they are human too. And so it, take, it can take a while for those strategies to get in place. But when it happens, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like an aha moment when they can do it. And it's so awesome that he was able to come down the stairs and be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but able to tell you, he used his words and he actually did it. That's huge. It was a miracle. <laughs> it was like literally a miracle. Yeah. And, you know, and I think sometimes we feel the excitement inside, but then we forget to like do the praising afterwards, you right. know, and I feel like that processing afterwards is so key. So, you know, I came back to him afterwards and I'm like, that was amazing that you did that. Like, and I, yeah. and you know, I labeled it like that was your coping mechanism. Like you learn how to cope by going outside and, you know, a lot of praising afterwards. I think some kids don't like praise and so it can kind of backfire, but he eats it up. So, um, so yeah, I think just planting those seeds over and over for those kids that it's not working and don't get more invested than your child. I think that's something I see too. You get these really gung ho parents where like the child is like, my mom cares way too much about this. (laughs) (laughs) She's like color, color, you know, or like let's breathe. And if you're, if you're more, you know, if you have more energy towards it than your child, I think your child isn't probably going to pick it up as quickly. Right. Absolutely. I completely agree. Just, it's okay. You know, you've offered it. And if they're not interested, you just offer it. It's like vegetables. You just offer it again later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what is your wackiest coping mechanism that I'm going to put you on the spot now (laughs) that nobody would think of that you're like, this is really helpful. So, um, as an adult or as a child? Well, let's talk about a child. Well, an adult would be fun too. We'll go, yeah. go back to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Actually, I know this sounds really weird. I'll tell you about one of my sons, um, my son who's eight, actually. One of his coping strategies, it, this is going to sound really strange. Sometimes he has a lot of energy and he, gets, he can get like really keyed up. So I have him run around our house, not inside the house, like literally run outside the <laughs> perimeter of our house to calm down. And I'll say, go outside and run five times around the house, completely around the house. And it is one of those things that seems so off the wall to do. And it totally works for him. Isn't that strange? <laughs> no, my son does the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although not around the house. Because <laughs> the neighbors might be like, what is she doing? <laughs> no, I, like, I, like, it doesn't matter. My neighbors are like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's just calming down. <laughs> He's fine. It's fine. Everything's good. <laughs> no, my son, actually, he does laps in the house. Oh, nice. But he does them on his own, you know, and sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? And it's kind of a sign to me that maybe he's not okay because he's, or he'll jump rope, yeah. you know, he'll jump rope a lot, a lot of physical stuff. I think with boys, you know, they really want to get that, um, those endorphins pumping. Yep. Absolutely. My son is all about the movement coping skills and yeah. like he does them all, all the time. He's also a sensory guy. So he's like mm-hmm. the upside down kid on the couch when he's watching TV. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He sounds just like my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they get along. Yeah. Like he like, he will, he will go in between the cushions of yep. the couch. He will go in between like my bed. Like he'll actually take the mattress up and squish himself underneath. Yep. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, you're really looking for some deep pressure. Yeah. So, what's your adult one? Uh, so some people know this about me, but I actually used to teach Zumba. So Zumba is actually one of my coping strategies. That's so, a really good, healthy coping mechanism. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's, it is the most, it's so outside of me. So, you know what I mean? Like I turn into this different person and it's kind of nice to take on the Zumba persona. So yeah, I do <laughs> goofy, like I do things and sometimes every once in a while, like we'll have a bigger event and I, like I was recorded and somebody in my like regular life was like, is that, is that you? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I gotta try Zumba. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's cra- and I mean, it burns a lot of calories, but I like, for me, it's really, it's just, I love dancing. I love dancing and I love the camaraderie that happens in the class like that. And it is so, it's just so energizing. I just love it. So yeah, Zumba is my thing. Zumba, you gotta find your thing. That is very cool. So besides the cards, I know you have other resources too. So um, do you want to talk a little bit? You have um, two or three, you have three online classes, I think, right? Um, I have two online classes and then a free um, email course that I offer for families. And um, so I have Create Coping Skills Champions at Home, which is all about helping kids learn how to cope with stress and anxiety and anger and any other feeling they might be having. Um, And that's a course that's available on my website. And then I also have basically a professional version of that, the Create Coping Skills Champions for professionals, teachers, counselors who are working with kids. If they need a to figure out some different strategies, some different coping skills, um, just a way that they can introduce coping skills to an individual or small groups. So I have those two courses. And then I also wrote the Coping Skills for Kids workbook. So that's actually a really popular resource um, that people really, really are enjoying and have found it really helpful as well. Yeah. And that's like a Bible of coping skills. I mean, that's, it's great for therapists because, you know, you just have to pull it off and just look at some ideas because honestly coming up with coping skills like creative ones it's just not everyone's forte it's definitely not my forte so having a resource like that is really helpful i like the cards for kids 
Um, and the coping skills workbook would be great for parents too, for sure. I'm just saying like professionals, sometimes I think as professionals, we're kind of like, oh, I don't need a book on coping skills. Like I have my degree in that. It's like, no, they're really creative. And it's just nice to have that reference. I, I think it's really helpful. Well, and the thing is, I, I always say this when people ask me, why did you write the book? I wrote the book because I wanted to find that book and I couldn't find that book as a therapist. I always, I was, I, you know, it's, you'd sit with these kids and you'd be like, well, you need some strategies, but I don't know. I like, I am thinking outside of the box right now and I'm trying to think of what would work for you. And to, I wanted something where I could go and just be like, you need a lot of movement. Hold on <laughs> yeah. down the list and be like, why don't we try wall push-ups? Why don't we try jumping jacks? Just to get the juices flowing. And it's obviously not comprehensive. It's not all the coping skills in the world, but at least it gives you a jumping off point and can get you thinking creatively if there's something on there and may make you think of a different one that might work for a child that's with you. Yeah, I agree. And I think sometimes just need some, some prompting to come up with some ideas. Yeah. So absolutely. where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me at copingskillsforkids.com. That's F-O-R. Um, and I'm over there all the time. I'm blogging regularly and new products are coming out all the time. So come on over and see what's going on. Yeah, definitely check it out because they are very cool. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom. I'm sure we'll have you back. Yeah, absolutely. This, is, this was so fun. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Janine. She is a wealth of information. Definitely check out her website, copingskillsforkids.com. I think her workbook is invaluable. It should be in everybody's home, whether you're a therapist or a parent or both. I'll leave a link below in the show notes so that you can check out her workbook. And the cue cards are a wonderful tool to get kids to take some independence and some initiative and to think out of the box when they're struggling. And so I'll leave a link also for her cue cards. And for those of you that want to take her online class, I'll leave that as well. It's a very helpful online class that will help you build coping skills really quickly. So check out all of her stuff. And I hope that you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. When I first discovered Natasha, I was in a desperate place with my son and his anxiety was getting worse. And we had tried counseling and it was not going well. Natasha gave us practical tools. She wasn't like the books that we had read that were, you know, you have three kids, but somehow you can magically spend 10 hours a day on your one anxious kid and just, you know, life is great for the other two. She's helped me understand OCD on a level that no therapist I have come across seems to understand. Natasha had practical real life advice that we started implementing the day that we listened to them. Not only did it help with our son's anxiety, it helped my husband and I to recognize um, the anxiety that we had in our parenting that was actually contributing to our children's anxiety. Her tools are, I mean, life-changing. She has been amazing, and I'm so thankful for the work that she provides to all of us who have children um, who battle anxiety and OCD. It is so exciting to see him about a year later, she's thriving in school. She really has guided us the whole way and without her, our lives would be very different. We're very grateful. My husband and I are forever grateful to Natasha Daniels for helping us to figure out where to even start with anxiety. If you have a child with anxiety or OCD, 
She is your go-to woman. Parenting a child with anxiety is not easy and sometimes it feels hopeless and um, in a desperate time in my journey with my son, I started searching the internet and found Natasha Daniels. She has been a lifesaver. Her resources have given me hope, they've given me tools and support and I, I highly recommend her and her resources. They are phenomenal and they are some of the best resources you can find out there for anxiety and OCD. Parenting a child with anxiety and OCD can be a confusing and lonely journey. It can leave you feeling hopeless and overwhelmed, but it doesn't have to be that way. Join me this January as I begin a new adventure, forming a new community where I'll be walking with you, supporting you, and building your skills and confidence to help your child not only survive, but thrive. I will get to know you and your family on a deeper, more personal level. I'll be able to give you guidance based on your needs and your situation. I hope you'll join me in this next chapter and see where it can bring you and your family. We don't get to choose if our child has anxiety or OCD, but we can choose what we do about it. To learn more about the AT Parenting Community, go to anxioustoddlers.com forward slash community or get on the wait list to join by texting AT Parent with no space to 44222. Together we can do this. She's really good and I hope I'll be like her. I have had OCD for over five years. I have trained my brain and you can do the same thing.